welcome back, everyone, to Panther City Partners Podcast. I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell. I'm a personal growth and development coach, and I'm so excited to be here with you again this week to talk about more stories of transition and change Fort Worth style. Remember, the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. And today, I'm so fortunate to have with me here Faith Francois. She is a current college student at Reed College in Portland, Oregon, and she's here to talk about some of her life transitions. So welcome, Faith. Thank you. Thank Th- you. Thanks so much for being here with me today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I go to Reed College. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently actually was in Scotland, so I haven't been at Reed for about a year. Yeah, um, you took a whole year for your study yes, abroad. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, um, good. I intended only actually on going for a semester, but I ended mm-hmm. up staying for the whole year because okay. I was having a good time. That's nice. Um, yeah, but I graduated from Trinity Valley um, okay. in 2016, so I'm going into my senior year at oh, Reed wow. now. Okay, so it's your senior year, so it's taken you about four years to graduate, which is yes. a traditional path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but tell me about like your major and stuff. How yes. has that changed? I switched around a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I In high school, I was really into creative writing, mm-hmm. um, and I always thought I would do journalism and write on the side. Um, and... I'm still torn about that. I'm still trying to figure that out because I do love to write and I think I always will. Yeah. Um, but when I got to college, I started getting more. I mean, I'd always kind of had a passion for medicine, too, but it okay. was more I never really experienced it, if that makes sense. I sure. never really had um, like direct contact with it. And so um, when I my freshman year, my dad was really sick um, mm-hmm. and I was kind of thrown into that whole world mm-hmm. and not that English wasn't enough sure. because, you know, it, I think it's a really great field. Sure. Um, but I I was just really drawn to studying um, more biology so that I could go to medical school. Okay. Um, and so I kind of just naively switched, which isn't super like me, but I, you know, just kind of. usually a planner I'm and a big planner. researcher. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to put a lot of thought into decisions. But this I kind of was like, you know what, like. I think I think it was because at the back of my mind, I'd always kind of wanted this. Okay. Um, so maybe now. it was like an itch back there and you just weren't listening to it. Yeah. And then suddenly it was like in your face, you need to listen to me now. Yeah. I was, I was always kind of scared because I'm not that good at science. Like mm-hmm. really in high school. I mean, I was, I could like kind of scrape by, but it wasn't okay. like English where I felt like it, it flowed you naturally. You super excelled at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I just kind of went for it. Um, and struggled a lot. I oh, so yeah. my my freshman year, I, I switched majors, but mm-hmm. I was still taking like English major classes, okay. which was like the the nice easy period right. where I was like technically a neuroscience major, but I was you know not taking classes that were super difficult for okay. me. Um, and then my sophomore year, um, I ended up I was taking uh, intro chem, intro bio. Um, and then a psych class and a religion class, and it was I was drowning. Yeah, those um, are some tough classes. Yeah. Even for people who feel like they are science, science yeah. kids, that can, those can be really tough classes. Yeah, and I, I mean, looking back, this is why it was so naive. I, people were like, "Don't take those two at the same time, like intro chem and intro bio, because they have labs." And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I, I can handle it. Um, which I, I did, but I, you know, I was very stressed out. Um, I was very stressed out. <laughs> so I think this is a good, 
a good time to just pause and say you excelled really you excelled in high school right mm-hmm. your grades were great all mm-hmm. through high school and so you get to that point in college where and this I, I think I feel like a lot of students have this struggle in college where they excelled so much yeah. in high school and yeah. then they get to college and they have some bumps yeah. and then suddenly their whole identity is thrown into totally. crisis yeah. because they're like but I'm a good student yeah what is happening oh my god yeah <laughs> I was just actually I talked to a friend um, from the UK last night and we mm-hmm. both we'd gotten our grades back and we were both like what are we doing like <laughs> how did this happen to us um, but yeah no I and that's something I've had to deal with a lot like yeah. my I feel like a lot of my self-esteem was roped into like the fact that I was getting A's which is, right. is silly but but it happens but it happens mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. so I've had to try to be really honest with myself about you know like uh, is this something you know, do I need to switch majors? Is this something I need right. to just push on through? Like, is is medicine really going to work out for me? And that's right. that's something I'm grappling with right now. Yeah. So what are some of the ways do you grapple with it? Do you write about it? Do you have specific people that you talk to? Or is yeah. it more just like an internal dialogue? <laughs> it it depends. Uh, I have a great advisor. Oh, that's um, helpful. Yeah. For college advisors. Thank God. Yeah. He's, uh, he's in the career advising okay. office. Um, and I email him constantly uh with my various worries um and we we talk on the phone i feel kind of bad how much i'm i'm sure that that is lovely for him too because that's his job that's what he wants to be doing yeah um so he's really great about if i'm like i got another c what do i do and he'll just be like it's okay well you know we can deal with this um and so I definitely, I use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use the internet a lot, yeah. just like Googling things, trying to figure out, you know, like getting on blogs. Like I, a lot of people are going through the same thing with medical right. school. And so there's a lot of content on there about oh, that's it. That's good. So you're reaching out and finding other people's mm-hmm. personal stories to kind of help you figure out what your path is going to be. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, like we were saying, I'm a big planner. So mm-hmm. coming up with just like detailed, mm-hmm. detailed plans of mm-hmm. like, you know, if this happens, then I'll do X, Y, Z. I can whatever. see a flow chart of totally, like, if this yeah. happens, go here. If this happens, exactly. go there. I made a giant one yesterday and I was like, oh God. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so you're still a neuroscience major? I'm a psychology major you're a psychology now. psychology major. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that happens kind of naturally because mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Scotland. Um, the neuroscience major had a lot more requirements than the psychology major. Oh, um, okay. And so as I've, far as like completing your degree plan on yeah, uh, and yeah. the, the time that you wanted to complete it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm still taking majority neuro like slanted classes mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. a lot of bio and chem, but honestly, like it got me out of calculus, which I just didn't really have time to take. Yeah. And so like, it just it made more sense for me mm-hmm. because I wanted to study abroad and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to take read classes for a year. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about psychology is I feel like sometimes people just only associate psychology with like counseling, just like sitting and totally. talking with someone. Yeah. But there is this whole section of psychology that is about the brain and mm-hmm. really is about studying the brain and studying the science behind the brain, totally. not just the feelings part of psychology. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's a way for that you have found this path uh, that you could yeah. still potentially go to medical school if that's what you want to do mm-hmm. but you've just found a different route to get there absolutely yeah I feel like that's been like I haven't really um a lot of things have haven't gone exactly as planned mm-hmm. 
And so it's like I do a thing and then, it, you know, I see the result of it and then I kind of re, yeah. re-navigate. Um, and psychology was kind of a way that that happened where yeah. I was like, you know, I'm still interested in neuroscience. I still want to go into neurology, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be at Reed for another year. And so this right. is the way I'm going gonna, I'm right. gonna to do that. I think that's a really good point to make is that when you because I'm a big planner too. And so when you set out a big plan and things don't go exactly the way you want, you have to be flexible and Mm -hmm. be able to shift gears pretty easily. And so how do you find, like, has that always been something you've been good at shifting gears quickly or is it something that you're coming into now? Definitely something I'm coming into now. I think that kind of had to do with the, with the grade thing, because in Mm -hmm. in high school, Mm -hmm. I, I like, I was like, you know, the world's my oyster. I can do anything I want. And that's true to an extent. But then like you, you get thrown into situations where you're like, oh, you know, like, like, for example, I really, uh, I had my heart set on going to Rice in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just took it for granted that I would get in. I mean, of course, I had anxiety about it, sure. but um, I didn't. And it really rocked me. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, what do I do? I didn't really have a second plan because mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed. Um, and then I went to read mm-hmm. and I'm happy that I did now. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have said that. Right. My freshman year, probably, because I was still like kind of heartbroken about mm-hmm. it. But I've learned way more at Reed, I think, just because it's so different yeah. um, than I would have. I mean, I don't I don't know what it would have been like mm-hmm. at, at Rice, but, you know, that was in Houston. That's not that far from home, really. Right. So um, I'm glad that that went as it did. But just stuff like that and then not acing my classes mm-hmm. has made me, you know, I have to I'm probably going to have to do a post back or get a master's mm-hmm. or something like that. And mm-hmm. that's just like. You know, I've had to make changes and so right, right. So, so making those transitions and and really kind of finding the silver lining and the fact that you didn't get into to yeah. your original college of choice, yeah. uh, Rice. Now you can see that that probably was a really good thing yeah. that that didn't I happen. Think it was, yeah. But at the time, it hurt so much that oh it's God. hard to notice that mm-hmm. at the moment. That mm-hmm. really, this is your your trajectory doesn't have to just follow that one path. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my my freshman year calling my older sister and telling her and you know mm-hmm. I was I mean I was distraught and mm-hmm. like I go to read and she's like see aren't you happy and at first I was like you know I was like no like how could you know yeah. I and, but I it's hard to find the silver lining but now or I don't even know I guess I'm what I mean is like it wasn't even intentional finding the silver lining right. like I really wasn't even trying to be I, super positive about it mm-hmm. but now like it really genuinely seems like the right yeah. The right thing. Yeah. Your mind, it's not that you had to like tell your mind, I'm going to look for the good. It was mm-hmm. just like you just had to experience it. Yeah. And the good just naturally exactly. came. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, you just got back from Scotland. Mm-hmm. You spent an entire year yes. there. And you said that part of the reason why you kind of adjusted your major was so that you could go there. Yeah. What was so important? What was the big deal about getting to study abroad or Scotland, if it was Scotland in spe- specifically or if it was just the opportunity to study abroad in general? It, a couple things. I'd I'd always wanted to study abroad, mm-hmm. um, not with the kind of like intense passion that I wanted to <laughs> by the end of my sophomore year. I it wasn't Scotland specifically. It okay. really was that I just wanted to to not be at Reed, which is interesting. Kind of the way that I went that I ended up at Reed mm-hmm. because it it just kind of happened. I feel like Scotland kind of just happened, oh. which is lucky for for me. I yeah. guess. Um, 
I I was having a hard time at Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I it was more of a like, I want to get out of here. I see. Um, you don't want to leave the school forever and try to f- go find a new university to graduate from. Yeah. You just needed to take a break exactly. from there. And mm-hmm. so studying abroad made sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, so I went because I kind of needed to get away from Reed. And then I got this whole other experience that yeah. I didn't even know I would get. And it, it, I'm so happy that it went that way. Oh, good. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say are some of the big, I mean, cause that's a huge transition to move yeah. to a completely different country, even yeah. though technically in Scotland, they speak English. Mm-hmm. Often I've been to Scotland and often there's someone <laughs> is speaking to you and yeah. you're like, I know they're like, speaking English, know. but I have no idea what they're yeah, saying. Literally. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they speak so fast and with such a thick mm-hmm. brogue accent. Yeah. Um. So what are some of the other transitions that you Maybe were interesting transitions that you dealt with in that year abroad. In Scotland. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Um, Definitely being on my own, like truly, truly on my own. Because when I went to Portland, my sister was there. And, you know, she lives five minutes from Reed. So she... I mean, it was very different. It was -hmm. was a lot more independent, but I Mm -hmm. always had her there. And you have that safety net. Yeah. And I made friends right off the bat because mm-hmm. you know i had a roommate and she mm-hmm. had friends and mm-hmm. so that oh perfect you just yeah. kind of plopped into yeah. a community yeah and that was i didn't even realize how lucky mm-hmm. that was yeah. because going to scotland like it, you know it was the first time i was like oh my god like i really am on my own here mm-hmm. and um i didn't make friends immediately which was fine mm-hmm. um but it was harder i didn't realize how lucky i'd been at reed like i said mm-hmm. um and so that was kind of a transition feeling like oh, like I have all these friends back home, but like here I am again trying to meet people. And um, I talked about that with one of my other guests. She and her family moved to Germany and and she was saying how it can be really difficult in your 30s to just go to a new city and try to make friends. So even though you had classes with people, it's still really difficult in your 20s to go to a completely new city. And how do I make friends here? (laughs) Yeah, right. And I think like being a junior, especially most of my friends ended up being first years just Mm -hmm. because that was the new people. Those right. were the people who were looking for friends. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And so like my, two of my closest friends over there are, are freshmen or well, they're sophomores now. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think like, <laughs> I don't, they, they seem They're in a old. different place, but at yeah. that moment, y'all were, we were in, in the, the same place. place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that was interesting trying mm-hmm. to, trying to make friends. And then also the university was just really different. I, I think that I'd heard so much from people that, um, like when you study abroad, the classes will be easy and it's a breeze mm. compared to read whatever. But I was I was struggling at the University of Edinburgh just because it was, you know, I was sitting in lectures with 400 people. The oh. professors didn't have time to talk to us individually as much. And Reed is a much smaller college yeah. where you get a more like an individual experience. Literally, yeah, Reed's mm-hmm. like a thousand. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so that was it's weird at Reed. I've been emailing people in the last couple of days about um, like getting my requirements finished mm-hmm. and everyone replies immediately and they CC oh, people and yeah. it's just so handy. Like and then, talking to people at the university level, they're all yeah. over helping and, and being Absolutely. available. And then at Edinburgh, I would have to email over and over, go to the office, like beg them to let me mm-hmm. get into psychology classes. And I was like, I got to take these to graduate. Yeah. And they just like don't have as much room to... So that's interesting. I mean, they're both college systems and they're Mm -hmm. not completely different, but navigating two different types of colleges, a really small college versus a really large college, that is a huge transition that I don't think a lot of people understand if they've only gone to one. So now you've had this experience of having to navigate Mm -hmm. both of those different places. Totally. And yeah, it's, it's weird because when I was 
my, a senior, I put so much research into, you know, everything I wanted in a mm -hmm. school. And like, you know, I wanted it to be small and I wanted like this in individual attention and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And then studying abroad, I was like, you know, like Edinburgh seems cool. Um, and then go there and realize that I, I'm at a, you know, 40,000 student university right. and this is going to be a really different experience. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I actually really ended up liking it. Yeah. Um, the big the big university feel because I think at Reed it's so e I mean and this is I guess more on the social end of things mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. I know everybody in my right. grade and I know all the psych majors and so like you're in classes with with the same people mm -hmm. over, um, and over. over and over again and so like the drama of it is there yeah. which um didn't really happen in Edinburgh. I could mm -hmm. easily go days without seeing anyone I knew if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool. I, I felt a lot less pressure to to, to try, if that makes right, sense. Right, to fit into this certain box that mm -hmm. was the expectation when you're Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned how to be alone a lot more in Edinburgh, which, like, I always... I, I kind of hated to be alone in mm -hmm. high school and then even at Reed. And now, like, I, I'm already kind of craving that alone time oh, that I had there. That's so cool that you've, I mean, it's not that your personality changed, but you just found these different pieces of yourself mm -hmm. that maybe you weren't able to find at these places that were smaller and more intimate. You needed to go someplace that was a little more anonymous. Totally. So that you could really spend some time with yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it was. And, and like I was saying, at first, not knowing anybody, it was really hard. I oh, was, of course. I was calling my family and being like, oh, you know, I'm lonely and whatever. Yeah. Um, but then when I, I made friends and so I had like a support system mm -hmm. um, and and then I was, you know, I was kind of figuring out what I liked to do outside right. of the people I was hanging out right. with, which I'd never really had before. So I, I like that. And I'm definitely going to use that when I'm at Reed and try to have like my own alone time and prioritize what I want to do. That's great. More. It's nice. To, you, you talked about before you really found friends there in Edinburgh that you did. You do have a really strong family network that you can depend on. Mm -hmm. You can call home and talk to your parents and your mm -hmm. sisters and mm -hmm. and you still have those connections. I'm sure you have some friends from high school that you can yeah. still reach out to cousin. Totally. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that you are able to depend on that. But then once you feel more confident in making friends and creating your own social network mm -hmm. over in Edinburgh, you were able to, not that you didn't, not that you just completely shut those people out, but that you were able to depend on them a little less emotionally, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think it happened to my best friend at Reed too, mm -hmm. the, my roommate freshman mm -hmm. year, because it was honestly one of the hardest things about leaving was I knew that she would she would be at Reed and not that she needs me by any means, right. but you know, we were best friends. And right. so I, I felt bad leaving. And then I felt especially bad extending to, mm -hmm. to a whole year mm -hmm. because she'd been expecting me to come back. And so at the beginning we were talking every day all the time. And then by the end we had both like made other friends and right. we're still best friends. Absolutely. But like we, we were just like leaning on each other less mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and kind of finding more, um, I don't know. I think we both learned how to be alone more. And I think that'll be good for our friendship, honestly. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. I wonder if you're at all concerned about this um, idea of you being away for a year, but time marching on at Reed, oh, that, God, that yeah. group of friends that you had, yeah. they have a whole year's worth of experiences yeah. that you're not, that you weren't a part of. Not totally. that you weren't having some amazing experiences on your own, but to then go back to that group and now to fit into that group. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that transition back? It's nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
Because yeah, I made I made these friends and now I don't get to spend time with right. them, but all the read people are. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm lucky enough to have two really good friends mm-hmm. um that I know are gonna try to make me feel like comfortable That's awesome. in the time I missed. Yeah. Um and so I hope that that'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I, but I do kind of um, anticipate that there will be some times when my friends go off and I'm probably mm-hmm. alone, and mm-hmm. that'll be hard. Um, but I think being a senior, it'll be a little easier, just because you know it's it's yeah. it's all so temporary. It feels temporary right. now, right? Um, and like I said, like being alone isn't as bad anymore. Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, I can find stuff I like to do on my right. own. Your comment about the senior year feeling so temporary, yeah. it's so interesting to me how when students go off to college that first year, that especially that very initial semester, uh-huh. and they feel like college is going to last forever and that this is such a long time of their lives. Mm-hmm. And then here you are going into your senior year and you're stud- suddenly struck with this idea of like, oh, it's going to be over in a year. Yeah. And college is really not that long. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for some people, it's longer. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but for some of us, it's over really quickly. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts about now as you start to think about the transition to after college? Or how are you feeling about that? Or is that something you're not ready to start No, yeah, about? I'm honestly excited about it. My friend and I were just talking about how we kind of feel like we've already graduated college because our minds are just so in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of different plans. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to pick... Which one? It's okay. hard because I don't know. Like, of course, you don't you don't know what right. you can't see the future, happen, sure. right? So, um, so I I'm trying to. I guess I'm trying to figure out my my priorities right mm-hmm. now. If I if I really want to make traveling more a priority because mm-hmm. I fell in love with traveling when I was mm-hmm. in Scotland. Um, if I want to make med school a priority mm-hmm. and just like focus on my GPA and focus mm-hmm. on the MCAT. Um, or you know, if I want to even make writing a priority again, where I'd maybe yeah. take a gap year, which is scary because I don't want to be in med school when I'm 28 and graduate when I'm 40. But I don't even know if that would be such a bad thing. Um, yeah. I mean, you're a different student when you're older. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's just so many. And I, I feel lucky, I guess, in the sense that some people f- don't know what they're going to do. Right. Um, and I have lots of things that I want to do. Um and so I guess in, uh, that feels good for me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. that's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you are lucky that you get to have choices and yeah. you have options. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, you know, when you talked about going to college, you talked about how all the research and the planning mm-hmm. and, and finding just the right fit that you did. Mm-hmm. And then when you talked about changing your major, you just kind of on a whim did it. Yeah. And so here you are at another juncture where you get to start making some choices. Yeah. So which, uh, what kind of strategies are you using now? Are you using the planning or are you using just the whim or is it a combination of both at this point do you think it's a combination of both I think but but probably more planning Mm -hmm. I think what happens to me is when I feel a lot of anxiety about something Mm -hmm. I start really planning um and I don't I think the switching my major so like uh rashly I think was just kind of me feeling like I was such a great student that Mm -hmm. you know I could handle it which I mean I I have kind of um But now I'm a little, I understand a little more that no, you know, like Mm -hmm. there are going to be some big roadblocks. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
So I'm, I'm trying to give myself room for that, figure out, you know, how am I going to excel most in my classes? And that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to plan right. now. Um, and, and less about, you know, like which med school is the coolest, um, right. which I guess is also just a product of like med school versus right. like right. they're, they're two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I guess, um, more planning, yeah. more on the planning end. Yeah. I'm wondering too, if since you've had some experience of planning and things not going the way you had anticipated them going, how do you feel like you'll be, it'll be easier to deal with those bumps in the road in the future? Or do you feel like it's going to still be just as heartbreaking or trying um, as yeah. it has been in the past? I, I think it'll be easier, mm-hmm. but I, that's something I worry about. I, I I like to set goals that are hard to achieve. Um, Sure. You want to challenge yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so, and Rice was that for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't hurt anymore, but I do see parallels with med school. Like Rice was hard to get into and it was kind of like, you know, I'm going to have to work really hard to do it. And Mm -hmm. then then I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't want the same thing to happen with Mm -hmm. med school. I don't want to push myself so hard and dedicate, you know, Mm -hmm. most of my, or like a half my twenties to getting in. And then I, and then I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, to that one specific school that you have in mind. Yeah, or just like med school in general, yeah. really. Um and and that's kind of something that I just I don't really know. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if if it'll work out. I don't know if I want it because because it's just some goal that I've set for myself or if it's really like, you know, I want I, I feel like I want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. but then part mm-hmm. of me worries that it's just kind of like this rice effect again where it's mm-hmm. it's something I don't know if I can achieve and I feel like I, I need to prove mm-hmm. to myself that mm-hmm. I can. Um mm-hmm. so that's something I'm thinking about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah, I mean I think that's that's good to to talk about the fact that you you do recognize that this could be something similar, like you just said, the rice effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're recognizing this in a way that's, I mean, you didn't realize that at the time when you had the whole rice thing. You yeah. you didn't understand that 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 you had set yourself up for the spe- specific goal and then mm-hmm. you ultimately weren't able to achieve it in the way mm-hmm. that you wanted to. So I'm just thinking now that how do you think that that changes like the way that you approach this problem um Mm -hmm. do you i mean we already talked that you still plan yeah um but you plan maybe in a little bit of a different way with that in the mind with that in the back of your mind of like okay this is my plan but i'm gonna have to be yeah ready for right the the curveballs totally yeah i i've i definitely have plan b's now plan b's that i would be that i would be happy with um and i've accepted the fact that it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, I used to be such a perfectionist. And I still mm-hmm. am, but mm-hmm. I guess like perfect is seems a lot different. Like right. if I have to do a post back, like I was saying, mm-hmm. get a master's, mm-hmm. take classes over again, mm-hmm. um, that's okay, that's and okay. that that genuinely does seem okay now. Whereas before, I I think I would have hated that because it, you know, I wanted it to go smoothly right. the first time. Um, and so now, you know, if I don't get into med school, I can still be in the medical field. I could, I could work on an ambulance. I could be a physician's assistant Mm -hmm. and those options seem cool to me. Like I, I would be happy to be doing that. Um, and writing, like I said, I've that, not that that would ever be a fallback because I, I love it, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I know that I always kind of have that in my arsenal. Right. That's Um, another, another path. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, I think too, like there will come a point that I would be okay to, 
to to quit this dream, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah. Whereas with rice, it, it kind of was like, I will, I will not quit until I get mm-hmm. there until it literally was not an option anymore. Mm-hmm. And with med school, I don't, I don't think that I would drive myself like into the ground trying to get there. Right. Um, if I, if I got too stressed, if I just wasn't doing well in my classes, mm-hmm. I think I would accept, you know, like this, mm-hmm. this really isn't for me. Like mm-hmm. this is a sign that if, if I'm not, if I can't get into med school, then that's, that's a sign that I shouldn't, you know. <laughs> that takes a lot of growth. I mean, that, that tells me that you've had a lot of growth over those last yeah. few years of college because mm-hmm. it does take a lot to get to a point to say, hey, maybe this goal that I've been spinning my wheels towards, it takes a lot to be able to step back and say, this isn't the right goal for anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I, I've, I've always kind of been one track mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I work hard now to, to see how, you know, the things that I've done, they're not wasted just no. because if I fail at this goal, you know, taking intro Kim, like I didn't like it. And even if I don't go into medicine, it wasn't a waste. You know, I can, use that other places I could go into psychology Mm -hmm. I could um, like go into counseling like Mm -hmm. we were talking about Mm -hmm. um I can I can do other things and Mm -hmm. it just it made me think in a way that I hadn't before focusing so hard on science and so I try to like remember that when I feel kind of like I've when I have these doubts and Mm -hmm. like you know I've wasted so much time being stressed Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's important to think that about that like the, the experiences that you've had are not wastes, you know, right. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. as important to figure out what you do want as it is to figure out what you don't want. Absolutely. And you would never be able to figure that out if you didn't have some of these experiences mm-hmm. that weren't optimal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that I, I, that's something that I wish that I had always known, but I'm, I'm glad to have learned it now. And yeah. I think that you can't really learn that without failing, obviously. And yeah. so, um, even though it's been hard, it's, right. I'm, I think it would have been worse if I had learned it later because now I can kind of factor it in when I'm making right. decisions and stuff right. like that. That, that. That's a really, really good point. You couldn't, I mean, that's not the kind of thing that your mom can tell you, hey, right. <laughs> you really do have to live yeah, it and experience absolutely. it to get that lesson. Yeah. And it's a hard lesson to learn, mm-hmm. but you come out stronger for it. Yeah. I think the, the thing that I, grapple with too is just not and I think we talked about this in the beginning but Mm -hmm. just not letting it knock my self-esteem too hard Mm -hmm. um and like failings in in everything like Mm -hmm. in my personal life with friends with dating with Mm -hmm. school like Mm -hmm. you know in in high school I was just so inexperienced with everything that you kind of think like you know that nothing ever bad could happen um because nothing bad really ever has and then when bad things happen you or i at least kind of realize like oh i'm not immune to all these things and um but it's not all going to be bad it's there's going to be give and takes and stuff and you're going to learn how to overcome those so that when you run into those same same kind of bumps or different bumps you'll be able to to navigate those too it it won't hurt as much that's kind of thinking about going back to read i've i've been talking to my sister a lot about you know i'm nervous to go back to read because Mm -hmm. i was i was having a hard time there my Mm -hmm. sophomore year and she just reminds me a lot like it'll be different you've grown so much that it will be different this time you'll be able to handle it more because you're different absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah scotland definitely made me feel a lot more independent Mm -hmm. um a lot more accepting of failure because my sophomore year like I was saying was the first time that I started struggling more in my classes and so now I've I know that it's going to be hard I know that I'm gonna have to push myself um so yeah yeah, just like preparing for that Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Faith. You have talked us through lots of different, you know, strategies that you've used used to overcome your 
or to navigate these transitions, but also mm-hmm. a lot that you've learned about yourself and that growth time that you've had away from, from Reed, but also just all of your college years sound like you've really grown a lot. And I mean, that's what college is about. It's not just about academics. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's sometimes hard for people to realize that college is not just about getting a degree. It's also about yeah, learning no. about who you are and yeah. coming into your own as a person. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you are navigating both of those. And it may not always feel like it, but it does sound to me like you're navigating them beautifully because yeah, they, are <laughs> <laughs> they are messy. They are messy, but that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 So thanks so much for your Thank time you. today. I really appreciate your stories that you've, you've taken the time to share with us. Again, to my listeners, I want to say thank you so much for listening, for sharing in these stories of transition and change Fort Worth style. Please remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Beyond Pod or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, listen, rate, and share. Thank you so much. Remember, the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. See you next time.